the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Our series is simply entitled, This is Your God. We're taking a look at God in depth here today on Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. Join us, won't you? Ask 10 different people what they believe of the Holy Spirit, and you'll get 10 different answers. But here in God's Word, we have some specifics that we'd like to fall back on, trust, rest in, and believe in, and we'll look at them today. As we continue our series, This Is Your God, we look at the message called Meet the Holy Spirit, just who the Holy Spirit is, His function, and why it's important for us to believe in all of this. It's the subject of our time today. Here's Pastor Phil Howard with today's broadcast of Times of Refreshing. My wife didn't like to bake pies. My mother's a great pie baker. So, I mean, I'm not living there anymore, but boom, pop open the Where's the pie? Sons get to do that. And he's saying, the spirit in me isn't beating me up like a slave. He said, do more, do more, do more. And there's some of you in the church, you're hooked on doing. The Holy Spirit will emphasize being. You're being a son. You're related to God as a son. Abba. Abba, Father. What a marvel. He's in there. I remember the story of J. Vernon McGee when he was put in the hospital diagnosed with cancer. They thought it was terminal. And a, uh, a great Bible teacher went to see him. And when he saw Vernon, he prayed with him and encouraged him. McGee says when he left that room, he said he was a scared man. He said he was a desperate man. He didn't want to die of cancer. And he said when that man left, he turned his face to the wall. And he said all he could say is, Abba, Father. Abba, Father, I'm your child. I'm kin to you. I have a special relationship to you. And cried out in the simplest of terms, Abba, Father. And the Spirit's testifying in you that you're really a child of God. Marvelous, marvelous. Uh, I love 1 Corinthians 6, 19. A great verse along with Romans here. Look at 6, 19. I used to think at one time, every time I sinned, the Holy Spirit moved out. Did you ever hear that phrase, the Spirit will not indwell an unclean vessel? The Spirit does not leave you when you sin. You wish He would. I want to sin a little bit. Spirit, by God. And the next revival, I'll get saved again. You know, start all over. Uh, No. And so when you say the spirit will not indwell an unclean vessel that is never taught in scripture, it's probably he won't use you because he's too busy grieving in you. You see, he's either working on you or he's working through you. 
And until you decide to cooperate, he's got to keep working on you. Someday he'd like to get something through you. But some of us keep him so busy working on us, he never gets a chance to do anything through us. But he doesn't move out. He stays there so he can grieve, so he can be quenched. And so he tells a church that is engrossed in immorality by lifestyle, background, flee sexual immorality. All other sins a man commits are outside his body, but he who sins sexually sins against his own body. Do you not know that your body is a holy of holies? It's, there's several words for temple, but this one is naos, a holy of holy temple. That you are an inner sanctum kind of temple of the Holy Spirit. Who is in you, whom you receive from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. Dear child of God, dear child of God. The greatest incentive to a moral life is to know who owns you. My body is not my property now that I belong to someone who bought me. I don't buy something at the store for the product to tell me what I can do with it. I don't buy a tool for the tool to dictate the terms. The owner dictates the terms. And when Jesus Christ bought you, He didn't just buy your dirt. He bought your body. He bought everything about you. And we all of a sudden come to the logic one day. You know what I've decided? I'm going to give God my body. Good. He bought it. He didn't buy it for you to tell him how to be God. He bought it so he could tell you how to live. And so he's in there. And when I want to be immoral, if I want to sin... The spirit doesn't move out. He starts grieving. He starts making me miserable with my sin, leading me around, trying to get me in the path of righteousness. But he indwells me. You know, I think of those early days uh, after I first got saved and then uh, being a boy that thought you could lose your salvation. I I went back. I couldn't live in school because I like rock and roll too much to live for God. I like music. I was going to dances. The people I grew up with, you didn't go to dances and stay safe. You know. And so I, I just know I'm lost. I, I don't know any better. But what I could not get over is God would not buzz off. Do you know what I mean? He was there. When I lay down in bed at night after being out of the dance or doing some sin. And, and I just want to go to sleep. And I just about... And all of a sudden, God's talking to me. God, I told you I left. <laughs> when I'm about 75 and can't do the twist, I'll come back. <laughs> Bug off. I, I'm not bothering you. Why are you bothering me? I didn't know, but as the years went on, because you're mine. You're mine. But I don't want to be yours. Too bad. You should have never got saved. <laughs> but Lord, I just cashed it in. It doesn't cash in. No money refunds. <laughs> You're stuck, boy. You're saved. But I want rock and roll. <laughs> when I get through with you, 
There's going to be a lot of rocks and you're going to be a lot of rolling. But I'm going to show you I'm a jealous God and I'm going to compete for your body. Who gets it? And so I know the Holy Spirit indwells us. It's, I mean, by God, isn't God insulted by us so much? Leave me alone. Let me sin. I don't care if I grieve you. Just, I want my sin. And time and again, this wooing, patient, gracious, benevolent God woos the child of God so that through many trials, sins, failings, he molds and oh, conforms us and he chisels this off and he cuts off that part of the vine. He cuts off those branches that are no good. And by the time we get to heaven, no one would have ever believed what he started with. I find that with a lot of folks with the preacher. They want him after God's been chiseling on him for 25 years. It's wanting him when he's been saved six months and doesn't know how to testify. God was loving me when I didn't know how to preach. And some of you think that is present tense. <laughs> but uh, I want to tell you, I've come a long ways in trying to find out how to talk about him. He does something. He baptizes believers. Oh, man, this is good. First Corinthians 12. I grew up uh, with this statement. Have you received the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the initial physical evidence of talking in tongues? That was the uh, doctrinal statement of the Pentecostal Church of God. And uh, uh, I got saved. And the first thing I was told to do after I get saved, seek to talk in tongues, because that made proof that I had the baptism. And so, you know, that was hard on me. I, I was just happy just to get saved. And, and then I, I had to sign up for another seeking session. I was already wore out getting saved. I've been so convicted and so miserable those months before I accepted Christ. And as soon as I accepted Christ, to start on this journey again, now, you mean I, I don't have it? No, you don't. You've got to do some more seeking to get the real fullness of God. Okay, so what did I get here? Well, you just got a little bit. You, you, you just got, you, you, don't, you don't even have any power yet. You don't have, you don't have the gifts yet. You don't, man. I feel free. Oh, that's just salvation. Man, it feels pretty good to me. The load's been lifted. Well, you wait until you get the glory. The glory, what's that? You, you'll know it when he hits you. You mean like my brother? They hit me. No, this is different. This is different. A different kind of hit. Okay. So I start going to the altar every service. I pray. And uh, I seek God, and, and I had all kinds of uh, wonderful emotional experiences. I, I've had so many gifts, you can't believe it. I've been everything from an apostle to a, to a prophet, and I've lost most of them. But, I mean, I, I, I had all kinds of gifts. I did. I mean, I was sincere, and I kept learning the Word and found out I wasn't quite an apostle, but I thought I was. Boy, that's hard to come down from that. I'm just a pastor now. Uh, it's a real come down. Uh, look at uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 12. Uh, the body is a unit. Though it is made up of many parts, and though all its parts are many, they form one body. 
So it is with Christ. For we were all baptized by one spirit into one body, whether Jews or Greeks, slave or free, and we were all given the one spirit to drink. Now, who would the all be talking to? All believers at Corinth, right? He's addressing the letter to... Now, did everybody at Corinth talk in tongues? How do you know? How do you know? They all didn't... Whoa, whoa. Yeah, they were saints. They had the Spirit, if they're really saved. So, they all had the Spirit. They all been made to drink. Did they all speak in tongues? Well, look at uh, down at verse 27. It's nice when you read all the letter. Now, you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. And in the church, God has appointed, first of all, apostles. Any apostles here tonight? Thank you. Good. (laughs) Second, prophets. Now, I believe the New Testament had prophets. Some think there's still prophets in the church. I don't believe that because I think who's out there giving us new revelation from God that's for the entire church. See, a prophet wasn't just a preacher. He got divine revelation and he gave it to the people of God. Now, are we just hacking off gifts? No. Are there any apostles today? Why aren't there any apostles? Well, I'm I'm a conservative. That's why. No, that, that's not quite good enough. He got a biblical reason. I haven't seen, where, where did it say you had to see Jesus? 2 Corinthians 12. 2 Corinthians 12. In Acts 1, when they wanted to fill the missing position of Judas, he had to be a man that had seen the resurrected Christ. Don't tell me you have. You may have seen Elvis, but you haven't seen Christ. <laughs> you haven't seen the resurrected Christ. Uh, so it's just spot Elvis. That's enough. But you haven't seen Christ walk around in the body. Uh, now, look at... Man, this music just set the mood tonight. Uh, uh, give Steve a copy of this tape. And he'll know he'll be glad he started church. Uh, verse 28. And in the church, God appointed, first of all, apostles. And I think that's first chronologically. Because the foundation, according to Ephesians, was Christ, the chief cornerstone, apostles, prophets. God's not still laying the foundation, is he, 1,900 years later? No, he laid it. Third, teachers. I think I'm almost in that category. So I'm the third best thing he gave. (laughs) With all humility. Then workers of miracles. Also having gifts of... But isn't that interesting that teaching was put ahead of the miracle workers? Don't you think if people were picking gifts today, they'd want to be a miracle worker? But miracles are right here, right there. Wouldn't you love to be someone that taught people how to live for God for life? Workers of miracles. Some have the gifts of healing. Today, you say, do I believe in the gift of healing? God just healed my brother Paul, but none of our elders claim the gift of healing. We just claim God answered our prayer and healed him. But we don't claim to have the gift residing in us. It's not my gift to the body. I don't know. I've never met anyone with that gift at all times. 
They just get answers to prayers, and that ought to be true of all believers. But they actually had people with the gift of healing. Uh, you want to look them up in the church. Those able to help others. Those with the gift of administration. Those speaking in different kinds of tongues. Are all apostles? Why, no. Are all prophets? No. Are all teachers? No. Do all work miracles? No. Do all have gifts of healing? No. Do all speak in tongues? No. Do all interpret? No. But all have been baptized into the body. So you don't have to have a particular spiritual gift to know that you are baptized in the body. What in the world is the baptism of the spirit, according to Paul here? It actually is that work of the spirit that took you out of Adam and placed you into Jesus Christ so that he is now your new head and that you are seen united to him. I love the effects of this baptism. Water can't do this. Get baptized all you want. We baptize next Sunday night, but water can't do this. And when you were baptized into Christ, Romans 6 says, we were immersed into his death. We were immersed into his burial. And we were immersed into his resurrection so that we have been united with Christ in his resurrection life. So that according to God's word in Romans, the result of this baptizing work is, I can say, I was there when they crucified Christ. I was not only there, I was on the cross with him. For I was crucified with Christ. Galatians 2.20. I was there. That's why I'm not enslaved to sin. I've already died. Sin can't touch me anymore as far as penalty. I have died with Christ. You don't know it, maybe. You need to know it. I've been raised with Christ so that in Ephesians, I'm seated up there. My body just hasn't caught up. But I'm seated up there. Seated in the heavenlies in Christ. I've already landed. I'm just waiting to get old enough to die so that my body can catch up with my position. I'm up there. Set your affections on things above where Christ, who is your life, is seated. You need to be thinking above. There's your real life. You're just alone as a pilgrim stranger going through a weary land down here. This is not home. I'm just voting because I want to be a good example. But I don't have any hope in what I'm voting for. My politics, according to Philippians 3.20, is in the third heaven. The one I voted for, they rejected. But someday he's going to come back and take all control. I voted for the candidate the world didn't want. So I like that, that I die with Christ. And I always go to Galatians. Bear with me. Because of this great music, I'm just, I'll just shut up here. Another crash landing. Just need to go to flight school. Oh, I'll just stop here. Pastor Rollins says, you know, I'm killing you with all this information anyway, practically. He says, go slower. 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 Uh, Galatians 3.26. You are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus. 
for all of you who were baptized into Christ. Now the debate is, does water do this? No, he's talking about spirit baptism. For all of you who were baptized into Christ. How do you get into Christ? For by one spirit were we all baptized. And just translate baptized, immersed. That's the word. We were immersed into Christ. We weren't sprinkled into him. We were immersed. A new identity began. And when we were immersed into him, we took him on as a clothing. We've been clothed with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Now see, in this immersion, you get rid of your ethnic identity that up here, that doesn't count. You're still Jew-Gentile down here, but in Christ, God, that is not a matter of consideration. You lose that identity because Christ is your new identity. You lose the sense of maleness and femaleness in Christ. Not down here. We still have men and women's bathrooms. You're still different genders. You know, don't get carried away here. Down, this is in Christ. Uh, slave nor free. Economically, ownership, that all ends in Christ. So the moment you put faith in Christ, the Holy Spirit had already generated life in you and you didn't even know this. But at that moment, the Holy Spirit took you and he took you out of Adam. You'd been in Adam and you were condemned. You were in death. Your family tree was under a curse and he just took you and he just put you into Jesus Christ and Christ enfolded you like a garment and now the father looks there we're going to pick on Luana here. He doesn't look down there and say, oh, she's a female. That's not even a consideration. Oh, rich or poor, and her rich. Let's uh, <laughs> uh, say Anglo, you know, black. Yeah. He looks down and says, she looks like my son. I see my son's righteousness enfolding her. She has a new... She's in a new status. She is in the unfallen Christ with all God can do anything for you once he gets you in Christ. Now he can give you any spiritual gift. I don't care, apostle, tongues, but gifts don't matter as much when you know I've been placed in the head. I'm in his body. Oh, people ask me, have you received the baptism? Have I? I've been immersed. I didn't even know it, though, because I grew up with such an experiential theology. I had to be in the third year of Bible college. I never heard of 1 Corinthians 12, as far as verse 13. We always read, do you have the nine spiritual gifts? Wisdom, knowledge, faith, all this. And that's wonderful. But I, I didn't have them. What I found out is every child of God has been immersed into Christ and united forever so that for you to be lost, I want you to know this, if it's true that you become a member of Christ's body, in order for you to be lost, it's not only would you have to fall out of his hands, 
but he'd have to dismember one of his fingers because you become a member of Christ's body. For me to ever be lost, God the Son would have to be dismembered. No chance. I'm not only safe in his hand, I'm as safe as his hand. And this is Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. As we conclude our time together today, we would invite you to contact us if you have questions, comments about the broadcast. Maybe you have a question about your own walk and relationship with the Lord or a prayer request. We'd love to hear from you. Please get in touch with us today. Now, we have a couple of ways to do so. The easiest might be simply visiting our website, truthfortodayradio.org. You can drop us an email. We have other means of contact that you'll find there at truthfortodayradio.org. We also have a lot of resource materials available for your growth and relationship with Christ. Our design and desire is to see that you grow in Christ, grow according to his knowledge and grace. Any way we can help, well, that's why we're here. So stop by truthfortodayradio.org or simply give us a call. 855-833-9864. Again, you can reach us at 855-833-9864. Please bear in mind as you contact us that this is a listener-supported ministry. As you link arms with us financially, we're able to continue the ministry here on this radio station. Prayerfully consider how you might get involved in the ministry of Truth For Today, won't you? 855 833-9864 or write to us. Our address is 1511 M. Sycamore Avenue Suite 278 Hercules, California The zip code is 94547 And that website once again truthfortodayradio.org It is a pleasure spending time with you in God's Word. We trust we'll see you next time we get together for another broadcast of Truth For Today with Pastor Phil Howard. (laughs) 